0: Remember Jacob supply quality building materials at wholesale prices. And now on to the show. Exploring <laughs> theology, doctrine, we'll and edit. all of the okay, fascinating subjects in between. Broadcasting from an undisclosed location, Dead Men Walking starts now. Well, hello, everyone. We are still live at Fight, Laugh, Feast Conference in, well, formerly Nashville. Now we're outside of Nashville in Franklin. We have another wonderful guest for us today, and he just happened to stop by. We're a couple booths down from each other, Mr. Gary DeMar. How are you, sir?
1: Doing well. Good to be here. We're
0: on break right now, and we just wanted you to jump on, introduce yourself to our listeners. I'm sure the listeners and viewers, probably some of them do know who you are, but can you just give us a little two-minute bio of who you are, what you've done, and We'll go from there.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, president of American Vision. We're out of uh, Powder Springs, Georgia. I've been with American Vision since actually 1980. And as I look around, I, I'm probably the oldest person here. And, uh, <laughs> I do know about that. American Vision is a Christian worldview ministry. We help Christians uh, see that the Bible applies to every area of life. And then we, we supply educational materials to show how that application works out in various ways various areas of life, from from government, education, politics, ethics, apologetics, science, uh, the, whole, the whole gambit of what constitutes a Christian worldview.
0: Wow. And that's much needed in this culture oh, well, today. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. One of
1: the reasons we're in the mess we're in today is because Christians have, have, have kind of uh, cloistered themselves in a kind of a quietistic, quietistic realm that they call the Christian life, and they've allowed the rest of the world to be taken over by secularists who mm. borrow our, our our intellectual capital and actually turn it on us to, to try to destroy us. And of course, if they're cons- consistent with that, the long-term implications for us are going to be disastrous. Which right? is
0: kind of the themes of this conference, it seems like, almost not retreating back into our kind of Christianese life. Right. We have our two hours on Sunday and then maybe a midweek and we get our Starbucks in the morning and we make sure, uh, you know, we, we try to act out the Christian life. But instead, we need to go on the offense instead of defense. Uh, what's your particular area of study that, well, I know you have multiple areas, but which one do you enjoy the most? I always like asking Theologians, scholars, people who are authors, professors like yourself. What what's the thing you just dive into and you just love to kind of roll around in when it comes to the well, Bible or doctrine or theology?
1: I I, I do like eschatology mm-hmm. the, the the most because um, it's more of a purely exegetical enterprise. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also like uh, puzzles, and eschatology is kind of a puzzle. It is. You got to yeah. find the operating. Uh, assumptions, uh, and it's it's also wedded to apologetics, because the reason I got into the whole thing with eschatology, I wrote a series of books called God and Government, and I, I bought I w- those I last just, night. I just bought those yep. two. Yeah, we yeah. just bought, bought those <laughs> same book. <laughs> yeah,
0: and for the listeners, please go yeah. check out his list of books because yeah. they're just absolutely amazing. So many, so
1: many. <laughs> so I would go out and I'd speak on that, on that topic, and invariably someone would come along and say, well, you know, uh, Mr. DeMar, you know, isn't Jesus coming soon? We're living in the last days. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the signs seem to point to that, and I needed a, to deal with that eschatologically because— uh, in 1970, Hal Lindsay had written a book called *The Late Great Planet Earth*, um, yes. and then he had made these predictions about that things were going to take place within 40 years of Israel becoming a nation again in 1948. And you can do the math: uh, 1948 plus 40 is 1988.
0: Yeah, we're a little past that.
1: And, and I was, <laughs> you know, our first God and Government book I wrote was 1982, so six years is yeah. a left. And so I had to, I had to deal with the with that s uh, the. Uh, eschatological arguments that were being raised mm. to refute that idea. And you're right, here we are, this is 2020, mm. uh, we're, we're still here. So we are 50 years, we're a half a century from 19, 1970 when Hal Lindsey wrote the late Great Planet Earth. Right. And and wh- I, I, I I firmly believe that one of the reasons we're in the mess we're in today is because of that shortened time frame. Uh, you know, why why bother right. with all this sort of thing? So. And that's why I have a a talk right before David Bonson. It's a short talk. And I'm going to kind of pull all this together for everybody. Yeah, we're looking forward to that. And many of them don't understand all of this. They've, they've, They've never had it all put together. You know, for them. They're yeah,
2: that was my tradition growing up. It was pre-trib. Sure, you know everything's going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> the Kirk I Cameron, mean, yeah, Kirk Cameron. You know, yeah, <laughs> left behind series. Uh, well, I don't think Kirk Cameron is that anymore. No, yeah, sure I you just little, meant as the actor, yeah, yeah. not as the Post person. Let yeah. me tell
1: Let me tell you a little bit about Kirk. Yeah, he's yeah. probably he may be upset. Sorry, Kirk. But I'm
2: gonna, <laughs> I was hoping to see him here. I didn't know if he. Uh,
1: yeah. In fact, I heard that he had—he was here, I think, last week okay. at, at a church. Gotcha. I, I did this thing down in LaGrange, Georgia a number of years ago, and Kirk has a ministry to terminally ill oh. uh, uh, children and their their parents. It was to kind of get them away, take care of the kids, and let the parents get away and you know, to relax a little bit. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But a good friend of mine, Marshall Foster, had, had uh, said, Kirk... You need to watch this video series by a friend of mine. I've known Marshall for for years, okay. and it was I, I did, it was a video series on Matthew Matthew 24. Okay. And Kirk watched that, and he every time he put one of the DVDs in, it mm. was like, well, you know, I agree with that. And then I agree with that. And he <laughs> said, when I get to the sun, moon, and stars. He says there's no possible way that he could convince me that that applies to events leading up to and including the destruction of Jerusalem in AD 70. Mm-hmm. And when he put it in, he was, you know, <laughs> convinced. Yeah. 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 And uh, and as a result, you you can kind of you can kind of see it in his messages and what he's doing today. Yeah. Very optimistic. Very forward thinking. On all this, and this is this is happening all over the place. Yeah, right. And this uh, is—it's—it's amazing how many people came up to me at the booth, at uh, a table, and saying, "I read your book, Last Day's Madness," or. Jesus coming soon—it just completely changed my outlook, and it does. Right, and uh, you can see all these young children here. I mean, lots of young children here. Yes, which is another indication these people believe in the future. Right. Yeah.
2: Exactly. I I, uh, started watching more of Apologia whenever uh, uh, Jeff Durbin started talking Matthew 24 for about a year. (laughs) He went through. (laughs) I didn't take that long. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Right. But he he then started talking about. Uh, Uncle Gary is what he refers yeah, right. to you yeah. as yeah. right that was, yeah, was David Shannon.
1: that was David Shannon's okay. uh, chocolate Knox's moniker for me sure. gotcha yeah. yeah
2: but yeah, but I went down the rabbit hole and uh, I mean I just blew my mind I mean I my my eschatology I had no idea you know that that these different verses were in the Bible to explain what is going on you know and it, and it's 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 post mill. You know, it's partial preterism. Would you refer to yeah, yourself yeah. as a... Yeah, I call myself. That, that, that
0: was a part- the next question I was going to ask. Because yeah. we asked Sam Storms the exact same thing when he was on, and we yeah. said, "We're going to give you the challenge of in five minutes or less. Yeah. Give us your end time eschatology <laughs> stance from in, in Bible reference it, and just wrap it up in a nice tight package yeah. for us for those listening or viewing." Well, and go. I, so, <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I, I describe myself as a partial futurist rather than partial preterist. Okay. Okay. I am more preterist than I am futurist. Okay. Um, and that's. That's part of this puzzle that I'm I'm still working on. A number of passages that I haven't figured out, not because they just don't fit into my system. Mm -hmm. I just I've looked at all the other positions, and we we tend to we tend to slight these passages uh, because of tradition, and it's hard to see anything beyond that. Right. Uh, But a, a book I came across when I was in seminary in the 1970s was a was a book by Marcellus Kick. Okay, KIK it was a book that was published in 1948 It was on a, a, a cart that the librarian was selling some of his library And it just had Matthew 24 on the, on the spine huh. And I had, I had tried to work when I was a brand new Christian in 1973 I started reading through the Gospel of Matthew I got to those prophetic passages And I, I just couldn't recon, reconcile them They seemed to be saying that these things were going to happen for that generation right. passed away I put it on the shelf. I looked at some commentaries, and I wasn't satisfied. Mm-hmm. So I picked up Marcellus Kicks' book, and I was—that was it. Because here, here's the reason why: mm-hmm. it's not because he used new arguments; he simply used the Bible to interpret itself. Yeah. Compared mm-hmm. Scripture with Scripture. So when I go out and I talk about eschatology, all you need is your Bible, and so let's look at this passage in relation to this passage, and, and look at the audience relevance, and then you look at the. Uh, the context to pay close attention to those time texts near shortly quickly this generation and and so forth Uh, and it's transformative for numerous people because once you follow that hermeneutic you then that you apply that same hermeneutic to to the rest of the bible
2: right right yeah i'm i'm really looking forward to this uh god and government book um, and, and you know some of the the revelations that'll come out out of the reading of that. I mean, how do you tie in a lot of that to what's happening right now? You know, uh, politically.
1: Um, I mean, even BLM and you yeah, know. Uh, I, I, the, the title's God in government, and I know most people when they hear that title, they think God in politics. Yeah, mm. yeah, but it's not. It's God in government, mm-hmm. and if you look at Isaiah chapter nine, it says the government shall be on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. Mm. Which means it's the singular, the government. Mm. And to govern, all, God is the governor of all things. He's the sovereign governor of all things. Uh, and then he has delegated three governments family, church, and state, undergirded by self government. Mm. So true government begins with God. At the top and the sovereign then these three delegated governments limited in their spheres family government parents are, are leaders church government you have elders and deacons civil government you have ministers i mean the, the greek word that's used in romans 13 is diakonos like uh-huh. a, a deacon uh-huh. they all have yeah. their spheres of responsibility and jurisdictionally separate right. but undergirding all that is the individual self-government if you don't have good self-government Family breaks down. The church breaks down, and what happens is, is that the, the civil magistrate, who has now has the power of the sword, mm. can, yeah. you can can do, it your, it your, will. do yeah. its will. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. First, it's First Samuel chapter eight. Mm. It's you know, hey, you want to? You're going to give this power to tax you ten percent? Wouldn't that be something? Right. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's that back be to amazing. 10%. You got some- <laughs> Samuel says, "Be careful. That he could
2: tax yeah, you yeah. more
1: than God, more than ten yeah.
2: percent." Cam- 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 you- Camilla, however you say her name, she's talking seventy-seven percent. Oh yeah, and so- yeah. I
1: mean, <laughs> I mean, t- yeah. 10%, well, when you ten percent taxes is a, is, a, is a tyranny. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we're close to 56 percent when you take in secondary taxes. Oh sure. When I have to pay the state fifty-five dollars to harvest deer from my own land, that's a secondary tax vehicle registration property tax death tax capital gains tax sales tax uh, i mean the list, gas tax it goes on and on so let's not be fooled and think a 21% income federal income right. tax is what we pay we <laughs> give more than half of what we earn to the federal now, you know, state got, and local government
1: state, you know state tax you know state taxes sure. and then you got property taxes property I mean, so it taxes. goes on and, on and in fact when when I was real young, when I was in high school, I, I worked at a gas station, mm. and on the gas stations, that you, the pumps used to tell you how much tax was being huh. taken out. You go now, and you won't find that. No, no, they no, don't want not you to see it. And they they jump on the oil companies uh-huh. uh, for you know, all the money they're making. Well, they're only making you know a s- pennies on on the, on the dollar, sure, right? and yet they're doing they're doing all of the discovery and the shipping and the refining and you just yeah. go on down the line with all this thing
0: gets to the end of the production line and then our government in Michigan says we're going to tax on a dynamic 22 cents per gallon yeah. tax which means it it flows with the price of the gas we just changed it from a static to a dynamic yeah and
1: yeah and here yeah. And here's the Thanks. thing with that that the that the <laughs> yeah, people didn't do anything up, <laughs> people get upset with the with the uh, the oil companies And all all the government's doing is just sitting back and collecting the money. In fact, they're not even collecting it. They're having you collect it for For them. them. Absolutely. (laughs) And they've done
0: none of the uh, experimentation, none of the you know, the anything. And none of the research, the development, anything. And they get it. When, and we can talk about that. I'm yeah. a elected county commissioner in my state, and I preside over a $50 million county budget. That's 65% of it is property tax. I'm happy to say that we have a very fiscally conservative board. We've given back 2000000 million. We've actually reduced our budget and provided more services to the taxpayers. That's not
2: what you're and, supposed to do, Greg. I know it
0: isn't, <laughs> but guess what? We did it smartly. We did it by investments. Amen. We did it by uh, our bond rating. And we did it by not spending a rainy day fund on free things. We're fiscally wise. And I believe that type of discernment and wisdom, those principles of God can be done in local government and should be done in local government. But as we finish up here, uh, Gary, why don't you give us a little preview for everyone listening and watching of what you're going to be talking about in this next segment without giving away too much. We don't want to, we know it's live stream, so don't be a spoiler for us, but <laughs> what, what are we talking about?
1: Well, they, they, they've let me wedge myself in. If you look at the, the that schedule, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm, uh, Gary, I'm the not, wedge I'm DeMar. Not, I'm not yeah. there yet. Yeah, Gary, the wedge. Yeah. So
0: a uh, good wrestling. Uh, name. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Uh, I played, I was linebacker. Yeah, I was yeah. linebacker in high school. You're so a shot foot. There, oh, yeah. uh, there we go. Yeah. yeah okay. Oh,
0: he's reliving his high school days. So, Watch yeah, out. Yeah. Oh.
1: Uh, so, um, the, the thing is, I, I suspect that most people here don't know how they got here. <laughs> uh-huh. Not that they didn't come by, you know, plane car, or car, plane train, or yeah. automobile. Yeah. They don't know the connections of what got them here, mm-hmm. uh, and they need to. They need to know. Um, and there are a couple of other things that uh, uh, I was. I was a student of Greg Bonson when I was at Reformed Theological Seminary. Oh, okay. Maybe a lot of people here don't even know who yeah. Greg Bonson is. I right, do, a right. Bought is
2: but, a book that you just put out recently, yeah, last yeah. night. Yeah. So I, I, I,
1: what I'm going to do is, in a short amount of time, because I, I know time is precious and and so forth, right before, providentially I'm going to be speaking right before David Bonson, mm-hmm. uh, Greg's son, is going to be speaking. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put all this together in about seven or eight minutes. Yeah. Uh, so they 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 walk away with some ap- appreciation of what happened to get them here that mm. transformed their lives, uh, and it's uh, it's a it's a tremendous story. I wish I, I in fact I did a series with Darren Doan. Uh, it was called Freestyling with Gary. DeMar. Yeah, it's a podcast. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. And I went through kind of the. The history of all that—I don't know how many segments there are. Darren just sat me down. I think there's three or and turned, four. You know, turned. Yeah. And, you know, he didn't even tell me what right. we're going to talk about. <laughs> but that it needs to be—that needs to be told, and how um, significant all of those things were. This never would have been possible without a couple of key moments in history. Uh-huh.
0: Right. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Well, as we wrap up, can you give the listeners and the viewers uh, a little information on where they can find uh, your books, your works, your blog, your podcast, where do you want to send them?
1: Uh, the best place to go is AmericanVision.org, AmericanVision.org. I write a daily article Monday through Friday. We have a catalog of products, which we, if you saw the table, we almost yeah. sold out of everything. Yeah. I've got some new books. I have a brand new book coming out uh, called Restoring the Foundation of Civilization, God's government or chaos.
0: Well, thank wow. you, Gary, thank so you. much for coming on, and we look forward to your chat later today. Gary DeMar, everyone. Yeah.
1: Thank you. thank you so much, Gary. Thanks.
0: Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Dead Men Walking Podcast for full video podcast episodes and clips, or email us at deadmenwalkingpodcast at gmail.com. None your biscuits.